You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is going on, Uncanceled? Hey. How are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, first podcast as a married couple, fourth podcast overall. We had to miss last week because... um. We were suffering in the Bahamas. It was so miserable. Uh, Such a terrible, terrible experience. Uh, obviously kidding. It was <laughs> really, really great. Um, as you can see, I got my nice silicone uh, ring on. I don't even know. I don't know if DJ are, are like, uh, I don't know. I, I guess he's like our producer or something like that. A tech guy, media producer guy. Producer sounds way cooler producer. than tech You could be guy. producer. DJ producer. is our producer. Can you zoom in on this? Or are producer, you, are you editor. This? Yeah, I figured he was. He's, he's, he's good like that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to move my mic up just a little bit. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we're so happy you guys hopped on the yes. Uncancelled podcast or on our Impact YouTube channel. Uh, you guys are crushing it. We're getting lots of views, uh, sharing a lot about uh, the Lord and God's word. Uh, and we're yes. excited to be back here again today. Uh, at the time of this uh, release, it is Good Friday. So uh, happy Good Friday, everybody. And uh, it is, in fact, a Good Friday. And yes. that's uh, kind of something uh, that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. I feel like everyone's like, it's like dark. You're like, no, we, it's Good Friday. We must be so somber. I know exactly what she's referring to. <laughs> uh, at my Bible college that I went to, uh, when it was. I feel like we're always saying this at my Bible college. <laughs> at my Bible college. It's, it's a part, of, it's a big part of our lives. But. <laughs> At our at the Bible college we went to, we would go to Good Friday service, and it was like literally like the uh, I'm not going to say who it was, but someone that was in administration <laughs> over there said that we need to be very sad. It's okay to even shed a tear and cry in sadness for you know this somber service of Good Friday. Like you want, you practically want us to put sackcloth on and ashes and like and stuff and. I just didn't understand that because Good Friday is actually very victorious and something we should be joyful of, not something we should be sad over. I think that Jesus actually said, and, and uh, Lord rebuke me if I'm wrong, but I, I I believe this is correct that He said, "Don't mourn over my don't mourn over my death." Is actually something that I believe that He said in the Gospels. I could be wrong on that. Maybe I'll get a message from someone later. But I do recall uh, reading that in the Gospels that Jesus said, "Don't mourn over my death." Uh, the the cross is not a position of defeat. A lot of people, you know, they have Jesus on the cross and it's like, he's like hanging there or something like that in defeat. And it's like, no, that's not what the cross is. The cross is actually a position of victory. People get this idea that Jesus was some weakling on the cross that hung there for us. And thank you, Jesus, for doing it for us. Thank you for being so weak for us. When really the cross is actually a position of power. And uh, what we're really going to do in this podcast is we're going to talk about understanding the cross. And our subtitle is uh, the real meaning of Good Friday, understanding the cross and the real meaning of Good Friday. That was kind of a long introduction. It was a long introduction. That's okay. It, That's was, a, okay. it was a good setup. It was a good setup. That's and I like right. the title, Understanding. 
Thank you. She's a supportive wife already, folks. Me and Brianna, we're gonna have we're gonna either have Wendy's tonight or breakfast for dinner. I'm not I'm not sure which you one we're gonna do. You can't tell we're quite hungry. We've been we're, talking about food. Wait, have we talked about it already? Since oh, oh, maybe we didn't talk about it on the podcast before the podcast. We were talking about it. We were talking about food when we left our apartment this morning. We said. We can't wait to have breakfast. We can't wait to have breakfast for, for dinner. dinner tonight. But DJ, our producer back there, well, that's his official title that I've deemed him. Uh, he's also an editor, so. Producer and editor. Yeah, okay. He's just the production team. He's the entire team back there. <laughs> but uh, he uh, has Wendy's back there. And so he's making uh, me and Brianna think about that. But anyway, that's not the point of this podcast no. whatsoever. But if you want to bring us food. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, don't bring us food. Don't bring us food. Anyway, understanding the cross. I'm going to actually be preaching on this in a little bit more depth this upcoming Wednesday. And so you guys don't want to miss that. I'm going to go into more detail about the cross because there is a misconception about the cross of Jesus Christ in Christianity. It is not defeat. It is victory. So let's go through understanding the cross. The first thing that I'm going to bring up, and Brianna, if you want to go to Romans 5.12, I'm going to grab my Yes, I'm on my way. On my Romans 5.12, um, mankind needed a Savior. Mankind needed a Savior, needed someone to save them from their sin. And I'll prove it to you in the Scripture in Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Brianna, go ahead and read that. Yes. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so sin, oh, so death spread to everyone for everyone sinned. There you go. So Adam's sin, or one man's sin, brought sin into the world. Therefore, sin was now running rampant. And, you know, some people might say, you know, well, that's not really fair. How could one man's sin affect everybody else? And there's two things that I would say to that. First, Something that has sin cannot create something that does not have sin. So yes, Adam is responsible for ushering sin. However, all of us have sin. All of us have broken one of the Ten Commandments, uh, which is God's law, God's law of perfection. If everyone followed the Ten Commandments to a T, that would be perfection, but nobody is able to do that. Every single one of us has broken one of the Ten Commandments. And we also know that everyone sinned because of Romans 3.23. Brian, if you want to read that too. Yes. So, uh, and for everyone has sinned, yet we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Right. So everyone sinned. Everyone fell short. So mankind was in desperate need of a Savior. Uh, Brianna, do you want to add anything to that? Um, no, I think you cover that very well. I think that like people, like you said, that people are like, oh, that's not really like fair. Like, what did I do to right. like deserve this? But we're all we've been born, we've been born into this, and we have to face the reality. Yeah, we've we've all messed up, and we we need a way out. Right. Right. So, a- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We we the, mankind needs something to take place, or needed something to take place. Needed for them to be able to be free from sin in order for them to be really restored to their relationship to God. Because really and truly what happened when mankind sinned, Adam and Eve in the garden were in a perfect relationship with God where they walked with him, where they talked with him, where there was nothing in between them. And when mankind sinned, they were uh, they were taken away 
from their relationship with God, and therefore their relationship needed to be restored, not because it was God's fault, man's fault. Man, uh, man was the one who caused the relationship to be broken and in yeah. need of repair, but yet God in his good grace, even though it was man that caused the problem, God in his good grace was the one who repaired and restored the problem. Um, so mankind needed a savior. Uh, Brianna, go ahead and, and uh, share our next point. I'll pull up the, the scripture verse. Okay, so the next point is it was God's plan for Christ to go to the cross. And there's lots of scriptures throughout the Bible that talk about um, uh, in the Old Testament uh, prophetic of Jesus coming and bringing that restoration that we needed. So yeah, why don't you read absolutely. Isaiah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 10. It says, but it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. It was the Lord's good plan, it says, to do it. So in other words, this was not just mankind doing something to Jesus that Jesus was powerless against. This was actually God's good plan for Jesus to die on the cross. It was God's good plan to pour out um his complete wrath on Jesus on the cross. Like God literally poured out all of his wrath, all of his anger for uh, for sin onto Jesus when he died on the cross. It was a part of God's good plan. And while I'm on that topic, I didn't actually put this in the notes. But Christ became a propitiation for us. What does that word mean, propitiation? It means that Christ bore the wrath of God on the cross. He actually like took the full wrath of God, all of the anger that uh, uh, that uh, God had towards sin, because God's a just God and He does have anger towards sin. He doesn't have anger necessarily towards us, but He has anger towards sin. Um, he loves us. He has anger towards sin, but God He poured out His wrath on Jesus. So therefore, if anyone's in Christ. We're no longer under the wrath of God. So God, he poured his wrath on Jesus. He poured the sin of humanity on Jesus. And it was all a part of God's good plan because he knew that this was the only way. This was the only way for mankind to be able to um, uh, to be restored. And actually, I'm going to skip around a little bit, Brianna. Uh, Gethsemane. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And uh, I actually don't recall the chapter uh, for that, but if you can find that real quick, Brianna, so I can reference it. But Jesus says, Lord, if there's any other way, and he calls out to his father, Abba, Father, if there's any other way, take this cup of suffering from me. But clearly, there wasn't another way. This was the only way that God saw that humanity could be restored was through his great plan of sending Jesus to the cross to die for the sins of humanity. So it was God's great plan. What chapter is that, Brianna? Uh, I have Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. You can find Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane crying out to God about if there was any other way. And clearly we can see from the response of Jesus in the verse that there was no other way, that this was what was God's good plan. Um. Yeah. Another verse that tells us that it was God's plan for Jesus to go to the cross. And uh, Brianna, whichever one of us find it first. Acts chapter 2, verse 23. Acts chapter 2, verse 23. I have it right here. Don't worry about it. I had it and then I let go of it. Okay. Acts chapter 2, verse 23. But God knew what would happen 
and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was uh, betrayed. His prearranged plan. In other words, this was a part of God's plan and purpose for Jesus to go to the cross and to die for the sins of humanity. And part of that was the betrayal that uh, w- that took place with Judas, one of his disciples. So it was God's good plan for Jesus to go to the cross. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing that God, God planned that out so that we could have a choice. So that we could have a choice to have a life with him and get rid of the sin. And he made it available. He didn't even force it on us, but he lit- he made an opportunity for us to have uh, eternal life through this good plan. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It was a good, good plan. It's a good yeah. plan. It's not it's not a plan of defeat. It's not a plan that was cruel or anything. It was God in the flesh. That's who Christ was. God in the flesh, coming down to the earth to die to restore the relationship with mankind that He did not break. Yeah. That's how good God is. That's how good he is to us that he, in other religions, yeah. we're trying to do things to make amends for our own sin. But the reality is that that our God, the true God, the one and only God, came down in the flesh and died for us to restore a relationship that he did not break. That's powerful. Yeah. That's the gospel truth, that he came down and he died for us. And yeah. now, let's talk about the cross then for a second, right? So Jesus is on this cross, and people think, you know, oh, well, he was defeated there on the cross. And some people think of it as a temporary defeat. The cross was a temporary defeat. It was not. That's not true. Actually, Jesus had all power to come off the cross at any time. Any time. Jesus could have called on legions of angels at any time. Brianna's going to read a verse, and you can go ahead and, and even elaborate on that, honey, once you, once you read that. So go ahead and read Matthew, Matthew uh, 26, uh, 53. 53. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us, and he would send them immediately? But if I did, how would the scripture be fulfilled that describes what's happening now? Yeah. So in order to fill, fulfill the plan that God had, like, Jesus Jesus went to the cross, but Jesus even said, listen, I could get off this cross right now. No problem. Like I, I have all authority to say I'm getting off and right. But he wanted, he wanted to complete the, the mission that, that he was sent here for to restore that relationship with us. Right. And one thing that I think that we've hinted at in the, so far, but we haven't flat out said is it really actually comes back to God's great love for us. The reason of doing this, it's not just because like he was just trying to, to mend a relationship or anything like you don't do that with somebody. If somebody burns a bridge with you really badly and you know, they don't seem like they want restoration or anything like that, or they do something really, really bad to you or whatever. Yes, you forgive them a hundred percent. That's like, you know, the, the right thing to do biblically, but you're not like looking to like usually go out of the way and do something for someone that has wronged you so badly. Like someone like, you know, abuses one of your family members and you know, you could forgive them, but you're not necessarily going out of their, out of the way to like try and like mend and be best friends with them. But that's exactly what God did. We sinned against him. We slapped him in the face. We disobeyed him. Well, every time that we did something against him uh, as our creator, he's our creator. And every time we did something against him, it was like a slap in the face to him. But yet he was like, I'm going to mend this relationship because I have such a great love for them, my creation, 
Yeah. That's what he did. It really comes from a place of love. Yeah, and it was it's more than just like you were saying, like, you know, going up to like a person that we know and saying, Hey, like I I forgive you for what you did, like I wanna be your friend. It was right. more than that. He literally gave up his life. Right. His holy, sinless life. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't deserve any type of punishment. Yet he took the worst kind of punishment anyone could ever bear. And then he bore sin on top of that. Like it was, it wasn't just a easy mending. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was more than just something we can make up in our human mind as of mending a relationship. Right. It it was the only thing that, that could really pay for the sins of humanity was, was the blood of Jesus because it's perfect. That's why it's perfect. The blood of Jesus was able to cover all of our sin. And yeah, he he did it. He did like a crazy act. It wasn't just like he did it for people that weren't even necessarily appreciative of it. Yeah. Think about that. They weren't and people even people who would say no. People who were going to say no. People who were going to say no. Yeah. There, Jesus died. Don't listen to anyone that says anything contrary to this. The Bible says it that God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son, and that uh, and that God's not willing that anyone yeah. should perish, but all uh, should come to right, eternal all should life. Come. Don't listen to anyone that says that salvation or that Christ only died for certain people, for people that no. would be saved. Christ died for everybody. Yeah. He died for the entire world, including the people that he foreknew, that he knew in God's all-knowingness would still reject him. He still died for them. Yeah, That's how good God is, that he said, I'm going to die just to give people a chance. Yeah, that's a lot of love. Just to give them a chance. Yeah. Only some. He knew that only some were going to accept it, but he still did it. That's how good. That's how good God is, that he loved us so much. Yeah, it's good. So we talked about mankind needed a savior. We talked about it was God's uh, plan for Christ to go to the cross. And we talked about Jesus had all power to come off the cross at any time. And we even kind of sidetracked into talking about God's love being the motivation for yeah. the cross. Uh, and trust me, do not miss this week at Impact. I'm going to be preaching on this in even more depth. And I'm even getting things into my spirit right now that are going to be very, very powerful. Not by my power, uh, but uh, by the Spirit of God. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss it. I'm like getting revelation right now, even as I'm talking. Uh, but my next point, and our uh, second to last point, uh, Brianna, you want to go ahead and read that? Sure. The cross is about restoration between humanity and God. Right. The cross is about restoration. We already said this. It's about restoration between humanity and God. And like I already said, and you can actually go ahead and and put this in the comments. God restored the relationship. God restored the relationship. The reason why that's important to put in there is because mankind did not do anything to restore the relationship. God was the one who initiated. While we were still sinners, Christ yet died for us. That's what the scripture says. So we didn't mend the relationship. God mended the relationship. Um, But the reason why the cross is victory is because in that moment that Jesus died, the penalty and the ransom for our sin was completely paid. And Brianna, go ahead and read that verse. So 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it was even, it, it's more than just 
sin. It was death that we can now live forever yeah. because Jesus gave up his life. And we see that too in the resurrection that he died, but he couldn't stay dead. Right. And that we also get that kind of resurrection too. Right. Uh, absolutely. Because the Bible says in Romans uh, 6.23, I yeah. believe, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. Yeah. But the free gift of God yeah. is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our love, our Lord. But the wages of sin is what? It's death. Even the verse before what I just read in 1 Corinthians 15, 56, for sin is the sting that results in death and the law gives sin its power. It's the, the sin that actually causes the death. Right. But through Jesus' uh, sacrifice on the cross, we get victory over over both of those things, right. sin and death. Right. You, victory over sin, victory over death, and now we can live forever in Jesus Christ. Um, you know, the, that, that's, the, that's the power of the cross right there is that we can now live forever because Christ mended and restored the relationship between uh, God and humanity. That, that yeah. That's really what happened. Again, humanity didn't do anything in our, in our own right. Jesus just did it all for us. Yeah, it's not just a, it wasn't just a one-time victory. Like it was a forever victory. That right, forever. It's, he stays He stays victorious. He's not going, <laughs> it's not changing. Right. And the, the thing is that the cross, it covers our sin. Anyone who's in Christ Mind you, by the way, you have to accept Jesus. It's not just this love is love gospel or whatever. God loves everyone, everyone's saved. That's not true. People that have repented of their sin and given their life to Jesus Christ and have a relationship with them, those people are saved. People that believe yeah. in their heart and confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised them from the dead, they're people that are saved. But uh, anyone who's in Christ, your sin, past, present, and future, Past, present, and future. Some people get legalistic. Well, not future. That's not that, that's not covered. You have to keep repenting for those things, and you do have to keep coming back to God. And when you do something wrong, and you know, Lord, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. 100. percent That's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. But that sin is already covered by Jesus yeah. Christ before you even go to Him. If I did, if I yelled at Brianna and got angry with her, and then all of a sudden I had a heart attack and got and died, that's not going to happen to me in Jesus' name. I'm not saying I'm not saying that that's going to happen. But if I did that and I sinned and I did something wrong before I died and I didn't have an opportunity to to repent and I had already given my life to Christ, that's the key. If I already am in Christ, given my life to Him, and I died, I'd still spend eternity with uh, with Jesus Christ because my sin, past, present, and future is covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. So that's how powerful the cross is. Anyone who's in Christ, past, present, future sin is all covered by Jesus Christ. Powerful. Yeah. It's powerful. Brianna, why don't you go ahead and read 1 Peter 2.24? Okay. I'll just read it on here. Yeah, that's fine. You have it written out. Um. Okay. 1 Peter 2.24. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Yeah. yeah. He literally took our sin in his body on the cross so that we can get rid of that life. Yes. So that you don't have to live as someone who's bound to sin anymore. You can actually have a new life in Christ and wear that righteousness. It's like that when God looks at you, he doesn't see the sin any longer, but sees the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I'm not going to get into this because this is going to be for my sermon next week. Uh, so either tune in 
on YouTube Live. If you live in the area, then you should come here instead. Get here. Um, if you're like a 40-year-old man and you're watching this right <laughs> now, please do not show up. Uh, it's for fifth grade through 12th grade only, please. You can so watch online. You can watch online. We still please, love I you. I will take exception to the fact that watch there's like random 40-year-old men amongst my <laughs> students. I will think that that's weird. Um, trust me, I will think that that's weird. Uh, I might even send Ben on you. He's the guy. He's the other guy that preached. I would send Ben, big guy. You know, man, I always <laughs> somehow shout that guy. I He always, his big body frame I always comes up. I hope that he listens. He and, does. He texts he, me every single time that he listens to this thing. And he's like, dude, yeah, I just heard it or whatever. And he, he's like, the MVP. He's the MVP. He's a great, Ben's great. Ben is, Ben is like, um, I won't get into all what this means or whatever, but Ben's like an armor bearer. Like he's like a, he is like the perfect, like, person to come aside come alongside me in ministry it's like a calling that he has on his life to yes be like a minister of the gospel but at the same time to come alongside me and support me when you're really called to ministry mm. and when you really have a have something to you know god wants you to do in your life he'll send people uh to you that will support you and be there for you and that's what ben is to you uh, to me so uh, we love, love you, ben. ben. Love you, Ben. We He'll probably you. text me "love you" or something like that. I don't. Maybe it was so later. Maybe we'll say later instead. Only Ben will get that joke. Never mind. But I don't even. Get uh, it. It's okay. You we're don't all need on to. the. We're all on the outside, guys. Anyway, we're why were we talking outside. about Ben? Um, because if a forty-year-old man. Oh showed right! Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Don't please. If you're a forty-year-old <laughs> man, don't don't show up. Anyway, what I'm going to talk about in my sermon is the the tearing of the veil. The tearing of the veil in the temple. And you guys, uh, you know, some of you might already know this, what, what I'm going to go with that. But that really shows the fact that the cross is about relationship or a restoration of the relationship between God and humanity. Um, because, well, I'm not going to get into it. You guys, you got to listen to my sermon next week. But here's what the cross is. The cross is the fact that people needed saving and Jesus provided that saving through the cross. And the cross is like a superhero saving the people and ultimately coming out alive and victorious. You ever see like Superman or like Spider-Man or anything and like there's someone that's like in need of saving. They're like about to die. Oh, I'll give you one right here. Um, you guys, this is big spoilers for Spider-Man Far From Home. But like oh, it's like, or mute. No Way Home, No Way Home. Mute if you've never nah, seen. Listen, <laughs> you, you, if you haven't seen that at this point, that's on you. But, you know, in, in that, uh, one, I think, what is it? Mary Jane or whatever. Uh, I don't, I'm very I, bad I forget. With the, names. The, the girl, one of the girls in it, um, DJ, do you know the name? Is that her name? Michelle Jones. All right. Her, okay. Her, right. She her. falls and Spider-Man comes and rescues her right before she Aww. falls. And when, and that's like what, what, what Christ did for us. We're all, as a result of our sin, everyone's kind of falling slowly into a place yeah. of death where they're going to spend eternity. But Christ came and he rescued us from that and he gave us an opportunity. It's like Su Superman or Spider-Man reaching out their hand and saying, here, just grab my hand and I'll rescue you. And that's what Jesus did. And yeah. the thing is, is that even though it looked like in a moment that Christ was defeated, he never was defeated because, again, it was a part of his good plan for him to die on the cross in that place of victory for us and then come and rise from the dead. It's not that it was never defeat. Christ was never defeated. No. When he died on the cross 
he descended into hell. And some people say, you know, oh, he was tormented in hell and like he suffered for us. No, that's not true. He literally descended into hell and just kicked their butts and left and took the keys. That was it. He just took the keys and he left. That's it. It wasn't like a, a struggle for him. He literally just destroyed them, annihilated it, annihilated. It's like if a peewee football team played a professional football team, destroyed. All right, I'm, I'm off that. He doesn't now. have any equals. Like the, the song that says, you have no rival, you have no equal. Right. There's not, the devil's power wasn't like, oh, you know, you see like, uh, I don't watch wrestling. I don't know why I even thought of wrestling, but like okay. people wrestle and they're like, oh, like we don't know who's going to win. This person's good at this. Yeah, this person's sure. good at that. It wasn't like a uh, semi-equal match or like, you know, someone was slightly better. Like no. Jesus was on, I don't even want to say a whole nother level. He was in a different like dimension, a different, different universe of power. He was different. Yeah. Like he, he I'm not really, I don't know if I'm making sense. No, you, you he, get it carried a totally different power and authority that the devil could never even compare to. Uh, I'll tell it's kind of like when you watch Tom Brady play football. He's just on another level than everybody else. But even he makes mistakes sometimes. Right. Jesus didn't make mistakes, but like it's just a whole nother level and the devil's completely powerless because yeah. of Christ. Go ahead and put that in the comments. The devil is powerless. The devil is powerless. You can put that in there. Uh but the devil is powerless because of Jesus. Yeah. And he just won the complete victory over him. Like he he wasn't defeated for any moment on the cross. No. There was never a moment of defeat. Uh Jesus is not just this weak guy that hangs on the cross and that you wear him around your neck and he's there and he's hanging there and all oh, look at poor Jesus on the cross. No, he could at any moment he could have called on angels to rescue him, but he didn't. Literally. Yeah. Because he loved us that much. Yeah. Um be there for the sermon next Wednesday. I'm going to keep saying that. I know some of you are going to be are like, oh, I'm sorry, Pastor Joey. I missed Impact this last week because I was on spring break vacation. It's okay. I love you guys so much. I don't know why I always do a girl voice when I say that. Like, Because <laughs> the girls are the ones who are like, I'm so sorry that I missed it. The guys are like, yeah, like, I, yeah missed I missed it. it. I was with my girl. We went to the Brazilian <laughs> steakhouse or whatever. Like, yeah, I took her out. I took her to a movie or something like that. Wow. Yeah, man, bro, you want to see my... So I have this one one student in the youth group, and if you're watching it, what's up? You know who I... You know who you are. <laughs> but uh, I, I love him to death. He's a, he's a great, great kid. But he uh, is always showing me photos of the girls that, that, that he's going on... That he went on a date with or whatever. Like, like uh, he's like, shows me a photo, and he's like, yeah, yeah, man, this is the girl I went out with. Yeah, couldn't make impact the other week because... Like, I'm like, man, bro... Pick another night to go out on a date, man, all right? But um, There's six other nights of the week. Six other nights of the week. But if you're on vacation, I understand. Like, I totally no, get it. No, we, we don't understand. We don't understand. Yeah, we, we that would be so hypocritical. We literally went on a honeymoon <laughs> I'm kidding. But, In case. but we understand if you guys were on vacation this week. But come back <laughs> this Wednesday because you will not want to miss it. DJ, how are we doing on time right now? Oh, we're doing great on we're time not, right now. I can keep on going. chat all day. We can just chat. Yo, actually, speaking of chatting, chatting, hold that up real quick. This drink right here. It's good. It is very good. We kept seeing commercials for it. Yeah. And I think that the commercial is the commercial what brought you into buying this. Yes, I saw it at Cumberland Farms, and I, I wasn't planning on getting it, but I just so, saw it at Cumbies. Com commercials work. Anyways... This is raspberry lime. All right, we're not going to get very into detail good. With this. It, it's it's really I recommend. Good. It's, I just always recommend she Starbucks. She recommends. Okay. All right, we're we're done now. We're going to go to our last point. All right. So we've learned so much so far. It's so fun. <laughs> Mankind needed a savior. 
It was God's plan for Christ to go to the cross. Jesus had all power to come off that cross. The cross is about restoration between humanity and God. And remember, the motivating factor here is God's love for us. But then the the last thing, the last thing, the last thing is the resurrection showed Christ's victory. The resurrection showed Christ's victory. Yes. Why? Brianna? Colossians 2, verse 14 and 15. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Yeah. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Imagine this. The Ukraine and Russia are going to war right now, right? Imagine if suddenly the Russians, like somebody just went and disarmed the Russians. They had zero weapons. They had nothing that they could like really do. Like it was just kind of like it was over. Like they had no guns. They had no ammo. They had nothing. They'd have to surrender. (laughs) They'd have to surrender. And that's what Jesus did. He completely disarmed them. Yeah. And the devil, the devil, when, when you're in Christ, the, or Christ has completely disarmed the devil. So when you're in Christ, the devil is disarmed against you in the sense that Christ has won the victory. Obviously, that doesn't mean that the devil may not try and, you know, uh, set, or try and, uh, like, you know, send temptation into your life to try and get a foothold into your life and stuff like that. I'm not saying that uh, either, but he's still defeated. Even when he tries to do something sneaky and sly, he's still defeated. If the Russians tried to still do something to the Ukraine, if the Ukraine cowers and goes, oh, no, what are we going to do? That's a problem. But if they just go, wait, you're already disarmed. Let's just shoot you down. Okay? That, you know, it's, it's over. Like, they have nothing to defend themselves with. And that's the same thing when it comes to the devil and uh, his demons is that they're just completely disarmed and defeated. And Christ's Christ resurrection, listen, all of this, all of this that we talked about, is garbage if Christ didn't rise from the dead. Because he said he would rise from the dead. Right. Christ ri- rose from the dead to prove the fact that he has victory over death. The cross is victory. Good Friday is victory. Do not cry on Good Friday, uh, no. tears of sadness. Do not. Do not go to church dressed in black. Oh, it was a dark day. No, what? It was, it was a great day. Like, yes, like, obviously, our Lord and Savior crucified. Like, it's it's like, it can be emotional in a sense where, like, I can't believe what they did to our Lord. I can't believe what they did to our Savior, Jesus. Like, yeah. like you know, yes, that part can be emotional. But the reality is it's ultimately joyful. Why? Because it was God's good plan to do it. He wanted to. Jesus' love for us. It's so wonderful. It's, it is a happy day. Right. That Jesus died on the cross for, and, and bore the punishment for our sins. Yeah. Remember the resurrection. That he came back to life for us and gave us that same kind of life. Absolutely. Like, wow. you have to live in light of the resurrection. Yes. Knowing that, wow, Jesus was raised to life and not, so am I. Yes. Because I've received the free gift of salvation because I've received this eternal life. I have, I have life too. I have authority too. I have, I have victory too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, the resurrection is proof of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Without a resurrection, it's really hard to prove the gospel, but with the resurrection, it's very evident. 
you know, real quick, because I'll, I'll try and close within 40 minutes. Real quick. We know the resurrection was true for a couple of reasons. First off, nobody tried to refute, refute the resurrection until 50 or 100 years after, after Jesus' resurrection. Why? Because then uh, all the people that actually saw the resurrection started to die off, so nobody could actually uh, sit there and be like, no, like I literally saw it. Also, in that time, it was uh, not common to talk about women because women were oppressed very much so in, uh, in uh, that culture. Uh, that Luke and the different gospel writers were writing, and yet they include women in the resurrection. If they were trying to just be popular and just sway people, they wouldn't have written about women in that society. But they did because it's true, because it actually happened. The resurrection actually happened, and the only people that tried to disprove it waited a long time to be able to do it. The Pharisees even tried to come up with a scheme to try and make it look like Jesus' body was stolen, but they were unsuccessful in it. They were unsuccessful. You cannot, and the, the thing is, is there was a huge boulder in front of Jesus too. Like it was massive, a huge boulder. And it, it couldn't just be removed by like, it would have been really hard to remove. It was very, very big, very, very heavy. Yet it was rolled away completely. It was rolled away. And Jesus, he came out of that tomb. You cannot find the body of Jesus Christ. Even there's eyewitness accounts of people seeing Jesus being resurrected. If you don't believe the the Bible fully, and you're saying, I don't really know about this whole thing, the resurrection is proof that the the whole word of God is true. The resurrection is is proof that the gospel is the truth of God's word. So the resurrection is real. This is the understanding understanding the cross right here. This is a full understanding of the cross in this Easter season. It's not about the Easter bunny or the candy or it's not about, you know, like um oh, you know, I'm I'm garbage or anything like that. You know, oh. like well, yes, without Christ, you know, we we are sinners 100%, but the Easter is a celebration of the greatest event and day in history that Jesus Christ, the only day that might be, I don't know, actually, I'm not sure. They're like tied, like like the, the return of Christ is going to be so wonderful too, and it's going to be a great day in history. But it's the greatest day in history up yeah. to this point is the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That right there, that's the understanding of the cross. That's the real meaning of Good Friday, and I'll even throw in there the real meaning of Good Friday and Easter. I hope this blessed you. If it did, please like it. Share it on your Instagram or something like that. I know I got students that like to share stuff yeah, on Instagram. tag us. Like it, share, comment, um, you know, subscribe, all of those things, please. All of the above. But Spotify, get there. Absolutely. I think you can leave like five stars or something. Yeah, leave five stars. Do that if you think it's five stars. Anyway, thank you guys so much. We love you. We and love you. I will see you, right? I'll see you, except for the 40-year-old man. I'll see you uh, at Impact this Wednesday. Peace out. We love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.